0: The last five psalms, Psalm 146 through Psalm 150, each begin the exact same way. Praise ye the Lord. As we enter the season of thanksgiving and praise, Scott is walking us through this crescendo of praise, a study he is calling the Hallelujah Chorus. In our busy lives, we must make time to praise the Lord, not only for what He's given us, but praise the Lord for who He is. And when our heart is filled with praise, we are ready for worship. Let's join Scott now for today's study.
1: The Word of God is for everybody, and the worship of God is for everybody. I love how inclusive the gospel is. Uh, it, uh, it's for every man and every woman and every child. And, of course, then out of that, uh, the, the worship of God Is for all who will sincerely come to Him. We return one final time today to Psalm 148, this Hallelujah in the home psalm, bringing the praise of God home with us, uh, making it uh, applicable to everyday life. You know, none of us, none of us, are better Christians than the Christians we are in the privacy of our own home. Uh, You're not what you are at church; you are what you are at home. If you want to know what kind of a Christian someone is, you'll have to ask their family because I promise you they know and praise should begin in the privacy of our own home. Psalm 148, verse number 12 and following, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. Do you see the repetition of truth from earlier in the psalm all the way to the heights again? He also exalted the horn of his people The praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him, praise ye the Lord. Now, in the first six verses, we saw the heights of praise into the heavens. In verses 7 to 10, we saw the depths of praise back down to earth. In verse 11 and 12, we saw the breadth of praise. It's for all people. The prominent and the common, the male and the female, the young and the old, all people are to praise God. The psalm ends with the length of praise. This final dimension Uh, What is the length of praise? I love this. It is to continue for all time and all through eternity. So every generation is included here because praise is to go on and on and on like a tidal wave of praise, a spiritual chain reaction of praise. Uh, Every generation must learn to praise the Lord. And then when time is no more, all the way into eternity, what will we do? We will praise and exalt the name of our God. I love the fact that in verse 13, we're praising him for who he is. In verse 14, we're praising him for what he's done. I think there's a divine order here. Don't start with things. Don't start with what he's done for you. Start with who he is. The unchanging character and nature of our God. Praise the name of the Lord. His name alone is excellent. Praise God for his name. That's a good starting place. Take the names of God in Scripture, the divine titles uh, learn what each of them represent because every name used in Scripture reveals nature. God is revealing more and more about himself. So uh, maybe every day you could take a different name for God, a different one of the titles for the Lord, and use it in your home as a good starting point of praise. That would be good. And then uh, it talks not just about his name but his glory being above the earth and the heaven. His name and his glory are always connected. His name is glorious, and we give glory to his name. So we praise God for who he is. Then when you get to verse number 14, we praise God for what he's done. He also exalteth the horn of his people. Uh, I've marked in my Bible in verse 13 the word excellent. That's who he is. In verse 14, the word exalteth. That's what he does. Uh, So because of who he is, he is lifting us. He's, He's exalting his people. He's ministering to the deep needs of our life. I love this expression, the praise of all his saints. Even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Now, we're not the children of Israel, but we are children of God. We've been brought into the family. Aren't you glad for that? And so we fall in the all of his saints phrase. If you're one of the Lord's saints, you ought to be a praising saint. And you ought to praise God most for this. The last phrase of this psalm before the final hallelujah is this phrase, a people near unto him. Sin separates, uh, but the Savior brings us near. He removes all hindrances. He draws us to himself. Praise God. Look, if you've got nothing else to praise God for today, praise God for this, that your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life in heaven, that your sins have been forgiven, that you're not going to hell, that you belong to the Lord and the Lord belongs to you. Remember when the disciples came back on one occasion, they were rejoicing that the demons were subject to them. Jesus said, in this rejoice not, but rather rejoice, because your name's are written down in heaven. I think many times even God's people are rejoicing over the wrong things. Let's go back to spiritual realities. Our thankfulness should not hinge on material things and physical things. What if all the physical things you had were gone? What if all the material things you had were stripped away? Would God still be good? Could you still give him praise and glory? Oh, yes. You look at the things that money can't buy you, that death can't rob you of, uh, the things that time cannot erode. And you praise God for that. Praise God for who he is and for what he's done in your life. Let's make a little final application here to our homes. Uh, Who should teach this? Who teaches praise? Well, the answer here is given in the divine order, the old men and the children. Somebody's got to lead the way. The old people ought to start. Too many, excuse me, sour old people. You know, the devil has no happy old people, but the Lord should. Ask the Lord to help you finish your course with joy. And as you age and as time passes, don't let yourself become such a disappointed, disillusioned person that you become cynical and sour. The next generation needs to hear us speaking with faith in God and hopefulness and joy. Let the children learn from the old men. That's God's way. In fact, in a previous psalm, Psalm 145 and verse number 4, we read this, One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Let them learn it from the aging people. Uh, Titus 2, that's the pattern. The old men teach the young men. The older women teach the younger women. But let us praise God and teach the next generation to do the same. And then what should we teach? We should teach them who God is and what he's done for us. We We should teach them that he has exalted us. I'm using the words of Psalm 148, 14. He's exalted us. He's blessed us and given us favor. And because of that, we should exalt him a previous psalm, Psalm 78, verse number 4 says, We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. What a list. I think sometimes we're trying to teach the next generation truth without showing the next generation praise. Look, you can cram Bible knowledge and facts in them all you want to. You can teach them the right things, But if you don't show them the goodness of God, why would they desire that? If they don't see exhibit of the joy of the Lord in our homes, why would they hunger to follow God if they do not see his goodness? And so who should teach it? The older should teach the younger. What should we teach? Who God is and what he's done. And where should it be taught? It should be taught everywhere. Read the whole psalm again. But it should begin like every other good thing at home. That is the way God designed it. scan Psalm 148 again. We praise Him in the heavens. We praise Him in the depths. We praise Him in the earth. We praise Him around the world. We praise Him all through time, and we praise Him into eternity. But let me ask you this question. Do we praise Him in our homes? Dr. Bob Jones Sr. used to say, when gratitude dies on the altar of a man's heart, he's well nigh gone. Let me add one to that today. When gratitude dies on the altar of your home, it is well nigh gone. Has gratitude died at your house? Or is there praise alive and well there? Are there any hallelujahs in the home? you remember earlier in this study I talked to you about Thomas Boston setting up family altars, having a definite time where they read the Bible, prayed, and talked about the goodness of God. Could I challenge you to do that today? Let's take Psalm 148 and begin to have a family altar and discussion about the goodness of God with our children. May the Lord help us to start today. May it start in us. May the hallelujahs. Begin get it home.
0: Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. We here at Enjoying the Journey are thankful for you, our listeners. It is always such an encouragement for us to hear how God is using the ministry of Enjoying the Journey. All of the resources we provide are free, all because of the support of listeners just like you. While we believe your tithe should be given to your local church, we are always grateful to have Christians from around the country to partner with us as God leads. All gifts are tax deductible. You can visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and click Donate in the upper right-hand corner. You can make a one-time investment or set up reoccurring gifts. However God leads you to partner with us, thank you, and we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.